Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the Bulls, who were supposed to play tonight against the Toronto Raptors at the United Center, but that game has been postponed by the NBA due to COVID protocols. Um, the Raptors have had their issues with uh, with COVID recently. Wednesday morning, OG uh, OG Adenobi entered the uh, protocols. So that was just this morning, actually, uh, bringing the team's total to eight players now in the protocols. We saw the Bulls uh, have something very similar. Similar to this, we're now seeing them start to get healthy. We've seen DeRozan, Derek Jones Jr., Kobe White, Javante Green, and Troy Brown all return, uh, as well as De- uh, Devin Do- uh, Devon Dotson uh, enter the protocols yesterday. So we're seeing them get better. At the same time, we're seeing them get worse. So. Right now, they have a total of six sideline players, Raptors, with eight. Uh, so I'm I'm really doubting this game would have been too entertaining. We we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of new guys for that Raptors team, similar to what the Bulls had to do when they had all those issues, when they brought in guys like McKinney, uh, when they brought in guys like Stanley Johnson or tried to um, before he got COVID. So uh, I think it's a good move by the NBA to uh, just cancel this game. So the Bulls' next game is going to be against the Pacers on Sunday at 7 o'clock uh, in Chicago. So the Bulls stay at, stay at home here and are able to uh, to take on a Pacers team that is leaning towards a rebuild here. Uh, Pacers currently this season are sitting in 13th place in the Eastern Conference with a 13-19 and 19 record. Um, their on-the-road record has been abysmal. They're 13-12 and 12 on the road this season, but let's not Let's not uh, forget about the fact that the Bulls actually lost a game to the Pacers earlier in the season. That was a game that they were shorthanded in. I uh, lost 109 to 77. We're actually blown out. Uh, but that was a game they were without Alex Caruso in. Um, so I think you no, know, maybe maybe you get somewhat of a pass there. But uh, yeah, Bulls hopefully are going to be able to stay healthy long enough to uh, to take on the Pacers here, and they'll uh, start heading into a tougher part of their schedule here. They'll take on the Rockets, uh, and then they'll start moving into uh, to some better competition competition here when they take on the Nets, uh, Mavericks, Warriors, Celtics. So hopefully the Bulls are able to uh, to have some luck with the COVID protocols here. Hopefully not have too many guys uh, have some COVID issues. And staying with Bulls news, the Bulls are apparently uh, going to be signing Ursin Ilyasova to a 10-day contract. Uh, so Ilyasova, former Buck, uh, former Buck Magic, 76er, Hawk, Piston, Jazz, and Thunder player. Uh, he's been all over the NBA. Uh, so Ilyasova, I'm guessing, will most likely be a, a short-term fit here in Chicago. Uh, similar to what we thought Alfonso McKinney was going to be, uh, but now he's definitely emerged as a star player here. He's not a star player, but maybe a solid uh, bench guy for the Bulls. So uh, I think pr- pretty much be the same thing with Ilyasova. Um, now, once they start getting healthy, though, I'm sure they're uh, going to have less of a need to, uh, to keep him around. Now turn to the Blackhawks, uh, who are off, who have uh, been had their games postponed until after Christmas. Uh, the NHL is also withdrawn from the uh, the China Olympics in 2022, the Winter Olympics, which are going to be held in China uh, the year 2022. Uh, so they are going to be postponing the uh, the chance or the uh, the canceling the chance for NHL players to represent their countries in the Olympics, which is a shame because we're going to see uh, most likely a good amount of Blackhawks players actually in the Olympics representing their country. We're going to see. Uh, guys like Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane representing the U.S. We most likely have seen guys like Mark Andre Fleury, possibly Jonathan Taze uh, representing Canada. Um, no, we should, would have seen you no know, guys like Philip Kershev representing uh, Switzerland. 
Uh, so unfortunately, we're not going to see that this uh, this Winter Olympics. There's going to be a load of you of young hockey players, so uh, junior hockey players or uh, college hockey players going to play for the uh, for the countries in the Olympics here, which sort of makes it a little less fun. We saw that that for a couple of years where uh, the only college or uh, junior players were allowed to go play for the Olympics, and we see that pretty much every year in the World Junior Championship. So honestly, it's going to take a lot of the fun out of it. You you, you know you normally like seeing guys like Patrick Kane be able to play uh, with some uh, some guys from their country as well. You know, you like seeing guys like Jonathan Tays be able to play with you know, Sidney Crosby for uh, Team Canada. So unfortunately, it looks like we're not going to be seeing that until this, uh, no, until COVID possibly gets a little bit better here. But uh, with the way it's going right now, it does not look to be doing that at all. So uh, it's going to cost a lot of guys the chance to, uh, to, play, uh, to play possibly their last chance uh, to play for their country. So that sucks there. But uh, hopefully, hopefully everyone, everything's gonna start getting better here, so that we can uh, possibly see these guys uh, head into head into the Olympics in 2022 to play for their countries. Uh, and now let's ask some questions about what we saw yesterday in the Bears game and how exactly uh, we feel about these things, uh, or how we feel about these questions. So the first question is, do we like uh, what Tevin Jenkins did uh, in yesterday's game or in uh, Monday's game, I should say? Uh, so Tevin Jenkins, who didn't see, uh, he did have an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, or uh, unsports, un- unnecessary roughness penalty, I believe, is what he got. Um, uh, so he ended up, uh, you no know, sort of giving the uh, Vikings defensive lineman who had hit uh, Justin Fields out of bounds a little punch. Sure, that was not a smart move at all. Actually, it probably was not the move at all. Uh, what I kind of, I kind of covered it yesterday. I think you should probably just get in the. Get in the defensive lineman's face. Now, let him know you're there. Not really go in there and punch. But I do like what Tevin Jenkins was trying to do. He's trying to get a. You no, know, he's trying to get this team motivated. You know, he's trying to get them them fired up here because you no, know, he. It's only his first. You no, know, his first career start, and he's already trying to do this, which is a great sign for his future. But he's trying to get this team, this offensive line, fired up here. You know, if they they see you no know, a defensive lineman hitting their quarterback, the guy that they're supposed to protect out of bounds late, then that's going to get them ready. That's going to help him a whole lot more, and that's going to ultimately lead to a lot to a lot more success here. And what I liked what Tevin Jenkins was doing, uh, the way Jermaine Effetti reacted, I didn't really appreciate the fact that he was sort of shoving him, sort of yelling at him. I understand it's a teachable moment, and Effetti you know should be there to teach him. You know, as a, an older guy on that offense offensive line but at the same time just not the reaction I think we should have you know should have seen from him you know what he was trying to do is he's just trying to get his team you know riled up there obviously it's not smart but at the same time you know I think the way he the way Tevin Jenkins reacted obviously he didn't didn't make the smart choice by choosing to go in there and hit the other guy but the way he you know the way he his his intentions were good I guess is what I'm trying to say here so uh I don't really mind what Tevin Jenkins did at all what Jermaine Effetti did uh I don't like it all because I feel like he should you know he should also be trying to defend his quarterback a little bit in fact he that Tevin Jenkins the young guy was the only guy in there is just I don't like that at all uh, the next question is, where is Justin Fields uh, developing and where is he regressing? So as a young quarterback, you obviously want to see some progression. And right now, you know, near the end of, this, end of his rookie year, uh, where is, has Justin Fields progressed the most and where has he progressed the least? So I think where he's progressed the most is his, you know, obviously his, his long range passing has become a lot better. We saw him uh, throw the ball pretty well down the field for uh, 10 plus yards. He actually had a touchdown, uh, was eight for 11, passing the ball plus uh, 10 plus yards there. So uh, I definitely like the way he, um, 
the way he's been able to stay in there and throw the ball. I feel like he's a lot more comfortable in the pocket, uh, but I feel like at the same time, we're starting to see him become a little less careful with the ball. Uh, obviously, the turnovers have been a huge issue all year. We've seen those interceptions start to pile up, um, but I feel like the fumbles as well, his rushing ability is probably the biggest is, is one of the biggest pros of his game or is one of the biggest, um, the, one of the biggest, the best things about his game. And I feel like, you know, with the way he's sort of been fumbling the ball recently, I feel like we're starting to see him become a little, more, a little less careful with the ball. We're starting to see him regress a little bit more with the ball in his hand when it comes to keeping it safe. So, no, this is all things he's going to work, things he's going to work on, uh, especially with a different coach. I feel like that will help him a little bit more, help motivate him a little bit more. But um, right now, I, I you know we're starting to see him you know, re- uh, progress as a passer. We're starting to see him regress as a runner a little bit. So uh, hopefully, we're going to see him uh, see him improve there a little bit. But uh, right now, just was not a you no know, being being careful with the ball. Just didn't seem to uh, seem to come up here. Just it seemed to be a big issue for him, uh, especially in that last game against the Vikings. Uh, and uh, now let's go over some things that we saw in this game and, and uh, what we really need to, uh, to point out to this Bears team or what we really need to uh, see happen for this Bears team. The first thing is obviously fire Matt Nagy. This is probably the hundredth time we've said this uh, f- no, ever since we started. Uh, this has definitely been a huge issue. Matt Nagy needs to go. He is not helping this team at all. In fact, he is hurting this team. His play calling, his game management, it's just, it's awful. And this is, it's time to just simply fire him. Now, will he be fired? No. The Bears are not going to fire him because they have never fired a coach mid-year. And they're not going to do that because they're cheap. But, you know, it's time. It's, it's obviously time to do it. And, you know, there's a there's about a 90% chance he's going to get fired this offseason. I think, you know, that, that 10% chance is that the Bears are just simply going to prove that they don't care at all when the entire fan base is yelling for him to, uh, to, for him to be fired and they just say no. But he needs to improve, uh, or he needs to go. It's either you know you, you're going to improve your your uh, your play calling, your management. But at this point, there's so little time to do that that it just cannot happen at all. So um, I I honestly just do not see why uh, no why he's even sticking around right now. Uh, the next thing we noticed is <clears throat> excuse me is that Jesper Horstead deserves to be uh, the starting tight end. I feel like this is this is been proven he had a pretty strong preseason with the bears um but he didn't really get a whole lot of chances in the start of the regular season but now he's been <clears throat> excuse me he's been doing pretty good he's basically been handling jimmy graham's role for the, for the uh, most of the season here but i feel like he needs to be more involved in this offense cole Komet is he's he's not he's not doing what we were hoping he was going to do which is turn into the next Gronk you know he's almost in a lot of ways regressed in since you know his his draft year so I feel like Jesper Horstead I mean the way he's played I'm very impressed with him I think he definitely deserves to be put into that you know put into a bigger role in his offense where he's able to to uh to make catches where he's able to be put in blocking situations so I feel like uh that would be a great a great move for this Bears team if they were to do something like that because that's I mean, that's smart. Uh, and then the next thing we saw was that the Akeem Hicks era appears to be over here. Um, Akeem Hicks basically all but ended the chance that he was going to come back to Chicago uh, after the after the game ended, actually, when he told reporters that he uh, was pretty much uh, saying goodbye to Chicago. Uh, I just want to play good football and say goodbye to Chicago in the right way. So he basically put an end to the fact uh, or the chances that he was going to be back. Uh, so Akeem Hicks, you know, obviously the injuries 
been have been uh, piling up here for Akeem Hicks. He hasn't really been healthy at all this year. Uh, he's on the wrong side of 30, so I think it would make sense for both sides to uh, to you know to uh, take separate ways here but he will definitely be missed on this defensive line because the energy he brings uh he's one of the final pieces of that 2018 defense that's still i guess playing at a pretty consistent rate or still playing uh pretty good football when he's healthy problem is he's just never healthy anymore so i feel like no, I feel like right now he is you no, know, he's in a really good spot to where he can control his own destiny in free agency. I feel like he's gonna get a nice contract this offseason. And I feel like in Chicago, you're just not gonna you're not getting any better than what you have right now. I mean, if anything, this defense is regressing. There's no point for him to stick around when this team is just not doing good and you no, know, he can be competing or uh, playing for a winning football team. So uh it sucks to see him go, but it most likely uh, is gonna happen. We're just going to see him have to uh, have to leave the Bears this offseason. And uh, the next thing we saw is that the kids are definitely starting to develop or we're seeing some uh, some guys who have who we didn't expect to uh, to play as well as they have start stepping up well. So we obviously have Thomas Graham, that six round pick um, who was elevated from the practice squad, played some very nice football on the uh, in that Monday night game against the Vikings. We've seen Larry Borum. Uh, he's played some pretty nice games when he's healthy. Unfortunately, that's been a big issue as he's been hurt for a good amount of the season. Uh, we saw Kyrus Tonga as well. Uh, no, even though he hasn't played as much as we were hoping, we're still seeing him play. Um, no, we're still seeing him make some impact uh, and do some pretty nice things. And the next player is Khalil Herbert, who, you know, when Dave Montgomery was hurt, he stepped up very well, and he was like the talk of the NFL because he was doing so well and was so randomly doing well. You know, nobody really expected him to do this good, and uh, and he's he's done great. Unfortunately, we're not really seeing him in that offense anymore. But uh, the Bears have had a lot of contributions from a lot of guys who they were not expecting to get contribution from. So, um, you know, we've seen a lot of these these guys who we didn't expect step up big time. So that's a big positive from this year is that. Uh, we're seeing these, you know, these these smaller players who we were not expecting to see at all, even on the active roster at times, uh, step up big time. So uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you all tomorrow.